0: Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 109. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security. And I am here, once again, in Chernobyl, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, we have uh, a guest. We do. Associate site editor, Maddie Bacon. Maddie, welcome. Thanks for coming back to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: We're going to discuss something that, Maddie, you've written about and that I've written about this week. ICS security, industrial control system security, specifically industrial control systems for critical infrastructure um, and sort of the state, the general state of ICS security after an an interesting development this week, which is worth noting because, well, we'll get into it. Uh, The specter, for lack of a better word, of ICS attacks has been out there now for a while. We've written a few things about it, but Maddie, you did a, a news roundup today that looked at something that Dragos, and Dragos is the basically the go-to security firm right now for threat detection, threat intelligence on ICS and um, ICS campaigns, malware, attacks, all that stuff. They're, They're pretty much the go-to operation. Uh, They specialize in this stuff. And they issued a report uh, this week. It was just, was it was just? 24th, I
1: believe. Yeah, yesterday,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we're recording this, I should know, we're recording this on the 25th, Friday the 25th, with Memorial Day weekend here looming over our shoulders. uh, And we're talking about ICS security and how depressing it is. but so Dragos did this report, and it sounds like they are concerned because they, if you want to sort of explain, they, they sort of revealed a new campaign, a new group, I guess.
1: Or a not-so-new group.
0: Not-so-new. That's true. But the first time they Newly
1: identified it. group. Xeno exactly. um, time, if I'm saying that right.
0: I, I like Xeno. I don't like Xeno. I think Xeno. Peter, what do you
2: think? I'm the one that's always saying vegan. vegan. Chief pronunciation officer, (laughs) Peter Lotion. (laughs) You did say vegan. (laughs) What is this, Star
0: Trek? (laughs) Um, Sorry. Uh, Yes. I I think Xeno, right? I would say Xeno. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, Xeno time um, that they have identified with what they say is, quote, moderate confidence um, is behind the Tricis malware attack yes. on a oil and gas company back in December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have more malware and more industrial control systems, but nobody knows where. Yeah. So...
0: It's concerning. So, <laughs> so Dragos, I should say... And I'll get into detail a little bit later. I did an interview with uh, Dragos' the CEO, Rob Lee, who, again, one of the foremost experts out there right now in ICS security, and I spoke to him at RSA. And I should note that, that he knew about this stuff. This isn't new, like they've been tracking this since December. So at RSA last month, he knew about, he didn't mention Xenotime by name, but he specifically said during the interview, "We, we there were five campaigns or five groups in their 2017 report that were doing an ICS security attacks, ICS malware, um, and he said that there were two new groups that they were tracking, there was another one that they blogged about earlier this year, but this is the serious one, Xenotime, and he, he didn't, again, he didn't mention it by name in the interview I did with him last month, but he did say there's a new one and it's concerning because they're, you know, they're, they're trying to expand what they're doing, and uh, So, yeah, it's concerning because TRISIS, I mean, you remember the TRISIS attack, Peter. That was all over the news. And there was an incident where the malware, the TRISIS malware was just sort of revealed online and just left out in, you know, to the, it was publicly available because I guess after FireEye investigated the incident with the, I guess it was a Saudi oil and gas company I think it was Schneider Electric, uh, accidentally, in, in studying this stuff, accidentally posted the code. And who knows who got it? This well, is not great.
1: It was posted elsewhere on like GitHub. and. Yeah, that's right. So we know it's out there.
0: Yeah. And so Drago said in, in this research post, Xenotime is easily the most dangerous threat activity publicly known. He believes, r- Rob Lee. Wrote a a few follow-up tweets about this um, yesterday and today, actually. Sort of explaining why this is a serious threat, but it was a weird report, Maddie, because you noticed this as well. There were no technical. There's no technical data. data Yeah, there's no attribution data. There's no attribution information. It's just this thing is out there. This is who we think is behind Trisis, and we're really concerned.
1: They say that they're in the post that there's more detail to be found in a report um for their dragos world work world view customers yes. mm-hmm. we are not those customers so we don't know what's in it right um but yeah anything that they had publicly available is not does not have any details whatsoever
0: and those are probably i, I don't want to speak on behalf of dragos but they're probably it's probably not something that's like hugely impactful because it's not the- they're not the kind of company that's going to hold things like they're really they preach public good i don't think they're going to hold stuff back so i don't think it's probably that important but i mean a lot of people started asking yesterday and even today why why are you saying something about this now why are you coming out and like there's not a lot of detail here and their point was basically this is a serious issue and we want to at least call attention to it because like the report says it's easily the most dangerous group that's out there right now general question when you hear something like that from an expert like that are you guys concerned like are you is that worrying to you peter you you don't you never look worried and you are the resident <laughs> optimist in this podcast studio so i want to get your feeling on this Again, there's not a lot of technical details there, but we know that this Trisis malware is effective, and that it shut down an oil and gas company.
2: Well, I, for one thing, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be very worrisome and that are concerning. And you know, if I allow every one of those things, I mean, there's and there's plenty of things that are worrisome in my own personal life. I mean, come on, if I allow, I don't need, I don't need to know <laughs> about your personal. <laughs> <life>. No, nobody <laughs> needs to know about that. I don't even want to know about okay. it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if you. So I don't. I don't. I try not to let these things uh, worry me too much because we're in the business of digging up stories that are interesting, and, and part of the things that are interesting are things that are, are worrisome. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to. You know, n- nobody sold a newspaper with a headline saying everything's fine. That's not, you know, yeah. that doesn't sell papers. Not that we're selling papers. But um, the, other, the other part of it is that. Uh, in the United States uh, more so than in certain other countries there's a a general decentralization of a lot of the infrastructure so um, a dam in in Rye, New York is run by probably some uh, municipal authority in Westchester County Yeah. perhaps I mean I'm assuming if you and they are running software of one sort or another, they've got their own configurations, their own uh, infrastructures for for maintaining everything. Um, the same goes for like dams all over the country um, are run by local municipalities. So, to, assuming that all of the all of the infrastructure is running the same exact software and hardware, then I would be worried. But um, in the same way that twenty years ago I was kind of worried about the uh, infrastructure of the internet and the compute, mm. you know, computing systems. Because twenty years ago, Microsoft Windows was pretty much it. Um, nine, I think something like ninety-five percent of all systems were running Windows. Yeah. And when you have a homogenous uh, ecosphere, then one bug that spreads easily to all of the devices or all of the systems in that ecos- in that ecosystem are going to be susceptible. They're all going to be, they're they're all going to catch a cold when when the bug gets out. Right. Um, but if you have if you have a diverse, um, heterogeneous environment where you've got different computers of different kinds with OSs from different places, it's harder to, to take it all down all at once. So that's why I'm not too, or that's one of the reasons why I'm not too concerned. Yeah. Um, no, muscle- that's a great point. And it,
0: not only is it decentralized, but it you know, the electrical grid is not, it's not all connected. It's not all, you know, you have different um, energy companies and different substations and different localities. Like they're not all, you know, as as Rob Lee explained to me during our RSA conversation, and this is part one of the interview I did with him, was basically, he, he was trying to stress that it's not all doom and gloom Uh, out there. We're making progress on ICS security. And even though there are are growing threats out there, it's really hard to do this worst case scenario of taking down like the Eastern Interconnection Energy Grid. Because even though the name Interconnection is in there, and that is apparently a real thing, like they call it the Eastern Interconnection, they're not really connected. So like you can't just drop malware on one substation or one um, utility company and have it work its way through all these th- and affect them all the same way and vice versa. But at the same time, like I don't know, Maddie, you've written about this. I mean, there was an interesting detail in the blog post about what this group, what Trisis, the the or rather Zeno, Zeno Time was trying to do. And apparently, they slipped up. They committed some type of, of error. Mm-hmm. So they're not. They're not all the way there, but are you like reading about it? Were you just like, oh, this is <laughs> this is not good.
1: Well, I have an inherent fear of, you know, the electrical grid being taken down in one massive attack and having to live in a bunker for years or whatever. Yes. Um, but on the flip side, um, I think probably did a pretty good job of, like, comforting everybody with this information, being yeah. like, you know, he said in one of his tweets, it's there's not a high probability that you'll be targeted. Um, it's just sort of something to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, and I know he's not in the business of like ringing the alarm unnecessarily. Right. Like he really doesn't want things to be wildly overblown, so he might be downplaying it a little bit. But also, I think if there was something really big to worry about, he'd say, "There's something really big to worry about here." Yeah. Yeah. So not really. I'm not. It uh, concerns me that we. A, there's a lack of attribution yeah and there's a lack of um what wh- which systems are targeted been affected by this already yeah I would like to know that no that,
0: that would be I mean they did sort of and they've talked about this other companies have talked about this that the TRISIS malware went after Schneider Electrics Triconics safety instrumented systems which are sort of it's sort of a I guess a subset of ICS it's um um uh, um, SIS safety instrumented systems are slightly different or s- specialized, and they say in the post and Rob Lee talks about this that, like, if you're attacking these things, you're trying to do something truly devastating, like loss of life. So that's that's definitely concerning. Um, although you know, I mentioned sort of their slip up in the report. Drago says that. They they created this you know this custom uh, malware to try to gather all of these credentials at I guess the target companies. They misconfigured something in their attack, so it didn't execute quite properly. And they said, you know, it's unlikely that as this group matures, it's going to make the same mistake in the future. But the fact that they made the mistake. Like, I don't know, on some level that is a little comforting that they couldn't even do – like they created this malware and they couldn't even get it to work right.
1: Um, Like they tried.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously they tried. And I think that's the thing that I took from the report is like they're concerned about the motive and the intent and the activity and less so about, I guess, the technical aspects and the attribution. Um, And I think that that's – they were probably – they are right. They are the experts. They're right to sort of call that out and put out a post that a lot of people were like I don't I don't know what to do with this it's there's not a lot of technical information why are they coming out with this now so on one hand that's understandable but on the attribution side do you guys think that's the right call I mean they said specifically they don't want to get into the attribution game and Lee has talked about this he's he talked about it with me at, at RSA it's basically like if you start doing the attribution thing, you start getting into hacking back discussions. You start getting into like real warfare stuff. You start to divert the conversation away from protecting these systems. On the other hand, don't you kind of want to know? I mean,
2: Maddie, you already said. Peter, where do you? Well, I mean, having an attribution is helpful in terms of determining what your threat, uh, what your threat models are, are going to be. Because if um, if the attacks are coming from an organized crime cell that's doing that's looking to make money, then there there's a model that you have to deal that you have to consider for that. If right. it's if it's coming from a from a government-backed threat actor that has a different uh, motive behind their attack, then you probably want to consider that. But um, bottom line is, ultimately, it's really really hard to do attribution. As yeah, we, you know, we've talked about that and. And if you you know if they're moderately confident, they probably want to hold back on it. I imagine they're they're, That's a they're, point. they're sharing some of that with uh, officials. One yeah, they one might might presume, yeah, they might be. Yeah,
1: they might be. I think the cyber scoop article about this, which was the first to be posted, said that they that Dragos had disclosed information to the proper like. Yeah, intelligence and law f- enforcement authorities. So,
0: yeah, I they're, they're a company that I think they are and probably rightfully so. they I mean we've seen stuff get taken to the extreme in, in the media and not only the media that we podcasted about this a while back the Dragonfly report semantic mm. like semantic did that report and it, it, it came under some scrutiny from people in the infosec community but the media just sort of took and ran with it like oh the the Russians are coming. You know, the Russians are in our energy grid and, and sort of suggesting that they're just going to flip a switch and, you know, the lights are going to go out on the East Coast. Well, that's that wasn't the case, and that's not what's in the report. And, you know, we debated on how much is it incumbent on Semantic to sort of correct that for the record and not sort of let people get carried away. And, I mean, that's a whole other debate. But, I mean, for me, I guess attribution – I'm curious, I'm a journalist. Like we want to know, right?
1: I want to know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want to I know like what, who is behind this And before I start getting into the guessing game because I will do that. <laughs> I, I think it is kind of valuable on some level because if you're an organization out there and you're, you're trying to defend your, you, you know, you've got Schneider Electric Systems, you've got ICS Systems, you know, coming out your ears If I knew that it was China that was doing this, I would say China's doing this, but they're not really doing it. They're putting this malware out there, and the misconfiguration wasn't really a misconfiguration. It might have just been a test. Like, they're not really going to take down the energy grid. They're not really going to launch a devastating cyber attack. Why? What's the motive? Um, There's no reason for them to do that. Uh, If it was Iran, then I would be like, Yes, this is serious because they have motive, intent, and they, they've they shown a willingness to do, to, to respond to things, you know, with, with serious cyber attacks. So that that's kind of a game changer in terms of attribution, like one way or the other. Like if it's a, a country like China or if it's a country like Iran, um, for the record, it's hard not to
2: think it's Iran, right? You're shrugging, Peter, but... well. I mean, given that given that so some of the code was made public, it, I mean, you you start getting in, down these little rat holes where you think, well, of course it's Iran, but maybe it's not because maybe somebody wants to make it look like Iran, or maybe somebody. Uh, yeah, was that we, false
0: flag? Uh, you the know.
2: F- yeah, there's all the false, all, all of these things the that future. you that you start going into, you know, uh, trying to figu- trying to game, you know. The, game theory stuff yeah. if you want to bring that uh, into it but but there are you know like who is it uh, who who and there's any number of permutations of like oh somebody's doing it to make it look like somebody else is doing it I know or somebody's doing it to send a message are they are they sending a message or did they really screw up like you right. said
0: is is this you know a, a don't f with us message or is this get ready yeah
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to say, and and again, it's one of those things where you can spend a lot of time trying to figure it out, but in the end, how do, wh- how does that make your life better? And, so and the <laughs> fact that this code is, I mean, Drago seems
0: pretty clear that that this they believe this group is behind the Trisis malware, so they're not like moderate confidence, but confidence nonetheless. So it's not like Oh, remember that Trisis code that was accidentally made public over the holidays? We think a group got hold of it, and they're doing this. So it's like you know, it's a, a net new group that just stumbled onto this code. Um, but at the same time, like, how do you you don't know that? How how would you be able to prove that?
1: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the Dragos blog post about this said that they that this group has been on. I don't know if it's been on their radar, but they've been active since about 2014. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Which doesn't mean that, that they... That doesn't b- mean that it's definitely them, but yeah. it also doesn't mean that it's somebody brand new. Right. Necessarily. And it doesn't
0: mean that they've been tracking this group for that many years. It's, it's a lot of times when they say a group's been active, they say, you know, that's coming from, we caught on to this group, we, tr- we started doing forensics on their techniques and the malware. And, oh, by the way, this matches up with this thing and this thing and this thing that dates back, you know, to 2015 or 2014, so who knows. And the interesting thing to me about the attribution angle is, you know, I just did that, that interview with Recorded Future. Uh, and I, you know, I, it, they, they, they put that report out about, hey, hey you know, Iranian cyber <coughs> attacks, expect them to... Uh, increase in the wake of the you know the iran nuclear deal the u.s exiting that and i spoke with levi gundert who is the vice president of threat intelligence at recorded future and he talked about trisis he said uh you know we have not tied threats like trisis or triton specifically to iran but it seems very plausible that iran is behind those ics attacks i mean anything can seem plausible but when you think about like oh they're probably responding to the nuclear agreement with serious attacks like devastating destructive attacks you see things like this happen you know like from other vendors like S- secure and other vendors out there have started um have, have, over the last year have put out all these reports about targeted phishing campaigns and like the remember the the mia ash like the online persona thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that was sort of directed at companies in the middle east Trying to harvest credentials, you see things like that, and you, it's hard not to start adding it up in your head. Again, I do see the argument that it diverts away from like the core issue, which is we need to protect these systems. Um, so I, I kind of get, I get Lee's point on that. Um, I guess in general, to like after reading about this stuff, like do you, do you feel more? Concerned about ICS security and the potential for like yeah. a devastating cyber attack, or do you? I mean, you guys haven't read the interview I did with Rob Lee, but or, or actually, you did, Peter, and it's you a, edited a really good Thank interview. You. Everybody should read. Thank it. you. And again, yeah, totally that was at RSA. It wasn't something yeah. that we did this week, because um, otherwise, I would have been um, asking a lot more detailed questions about XenoTime, which I didn't even know the name of at the time. And I would have been pressing him for details about the, the attribution. I say that half-jokingly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you feel, like, Peter, after reading that, were you like, okay, he's making some good points. I feel more optimist.
2: <laughs> you are you are the optimist. So. Well, yeah, it's pretty funny that you say that, but um, just for, you know, other people that might know me and don't know me as an optimist, but the fact that, I, I didn't feel I didn't feel like I wanted to run out and start panicking after reading um, your interview. I, I thought that that uh, probably really made a good case for uh, for cautious. Yeah. For being cautious. Yeah. It, which makes a lot of sense. That's that's a reasonable thing to do. And I'm also again, you know, the the the, the, the diversity of the ecosystem of our utility um, Infrastructure in this country gives me a little bit of confidence, and the and the fact is, when I was uh, younger, uh, growing up in the New York area, I went through two massive, massive oh yeah knockouts. yeah
0: yeah, um, and how do we know those weren't okay?
2: I won't go there. <laughs> well, in yeah. 1965, yeah, probably, not, probably not. yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay. But but um, yeah, like we haven't seen anything like that yeah in 40 years. Yeah, They're 40. 40 years? Yes, 40 years. So that gives me a certain amount of confidence as well.
0: Yeah, Maddie, where are you? Like, where's your panic meter after working on uh, the news? I think I'm
1: always in a perpetual state of panic about these things.
0: We've totally messed you up in this job.
1: I mean, uh, I was sort of born a pessimist, but uh, this hasn't helped. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, no, I don't think I'm any more worried than I was. But like I said, I sort of few things on the negative side but now that Peter's mentioned that it's been 40 years since this happened that's that exceeds my lifetime which means I am not equipped to cope if something does go down yeah. so and again that's
0: the U- that's the US it's not like Kiev and right what we've seen in the Ukraine um
1: and we don't know where these attacks or the malware has infected because exactly. that's another detail that hasn't been Release. We don't yeah. know. It might not even be the U.S. It's yeah. probably the U.S. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, the, the blog post is pretty specific about how they've expanded their operations, but it doesn't. Again, it just says another, beyond the Middle East. It yes. Doesn't say where. Another sticking point for a lot of the people that were reading this initially, saying, "Well, what's the point of this? You're not telling us anything, really." And they they are, but it's just they didn't get into details. I'm sure that the authorities are probably contacting the relevant organizations. I guess the thing that that. As I was writing that, writing out that Q and A and re-listening to the conversation, I was pretty optimistic, which is tough for me to say because I'm always a pessimist. Peter's nodding his head vigorously, <laughs> dear listeners. <laughs> um, but then this comes out, and I went, "Oh boy, I guess I gotta like, you know the the elevator. The elevator was at lobby level. I was feeling pretty even, and now it's like, I don't I don't want to say it's like up at the thirtieth floor. It's probably like at fifteen. It's like the fifteenth floor.
1: Out of Be- how many? 30. Okay. (laughs)
0: So it's probably like halfway there because, you know, he did a good job, Lee, did a good job sort of saying this was concerning but not, like you said, Maddie, not getting carried away, not saying, you know, it's panic time, um, very measured sort of um, explanation of what's going on. But still the fact that there's a group out there that did what it did with TRISIS and now is expanding that that's concerning and I have a feeling we're probably going to find out about one of those companies that was targeted in the very near future like someone a fire eye or someone's going to come out with a report and be like well remember, remember that issue where this utility company or this oil and gas company got shut down here's what happened and we're lucky there was no loss of life or whatever I mean I'm praying that that's I don't pray but I'm hoping that there's something like that where there's there's new research about an incident, but there's no loss of life. So I guess we can hang our hats on that. But um, any closing thoughts?
2: Peter? Happy GDPR day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Maddie?
1: I don't know. I think it might be time to build the bunker. Yeah, see, you're on the bunker. <laughs> you're on the, you
0: see, the bunker beat with me. Yeah. Um, I joke about having a bunker in my backyard. I don't, but maybe someday. <laughs> um, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you sitting in and discussing a touchy, not touchy, but um, um, somewhat frightening topic, but uh, not getting carried away with it. I don't think we got carried away with it. I would have gotten carried away with it, actually, if you guys hadn't been here. So, uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. Always glad to be here. And thank you for joining us, Maddie.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I am Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.